podcast number 41, Troubadours and Trouvers. The Troubadours and Trouvers flourished in France from the beginning of the 12th century well into the 13th century. These men and women were not the itinerant minstrels or jongleurs who traveled from village to village, castle to castle, singing, playing instruments, doing tricks, bringing news as they traveled. In other words, they were wandering entertainers. The troubadours and trouvères were highly educated poets, composers, and musicians. In this age of chivalry, with its knights, kings and queens, feudal lords, ladies-in-waiting, castles and tournaments, they created a great body of work that chronicled the times, people, and events while forwarding the course of literature and music in the Middle Ages and beyond. The troubadours hailed from Provence, which much later, 1487, became the southeastern part of the Kingdom of France. The trouvères were in the northern part. They both spoke different dialects, which would evolve into modern French. Troubadour and trouvères are best translated by the word composer, or more accurately, inventor. This is a form of the French word trouvère to find. These composers wrote songs, but the performance was left to the jongleur and minstrels. At court, there were distinctive social lines drawn between composer and musician. The poetry that they developed was most influential because it was the first important body of work in the language of the people, the vernacular, rather than Latin. Up to this point, the only music that comes down to us is in the music of the church. The secular music of the early Middle Ages is lost to us. This poetry, the lyrics of their songs, centered on refined, genteel love, named courtly love in the 19th century, as well as the chivalry of knighthood, service to the king and queen, idolatry of the unattainable lady to be loved and honored, also travel, quests, tournaments, and literary conceits. Their influence on literature, poetry, music, and culture affected European history for centuries, reaching into the way we write songs today. We have 2,600 poems and 260 melodies by the troubadours and 2,130 poems and 1,420 melodies by the trouvères. We can better understand this style of music by looking at the work of one of the most famous, Bernard de Ventadorn. 1140 to 1190, stylized accounts of the composer's life as well as the manuscripts of his music have been preserved to this day. The following example is one of Ventadorn's most famous works. It is typical of this period and shows the composer's skill at melding music and poetry in a highly stylized form. This example that we will hear is in the canso form. Canso, a courtly love, the central type of Provençal lyric which allowed a wide variety of predominantly serious content and high style. There are many other song styles, such as the Alba, a drawn song, lover's part at daybreak, Danza, a dance song, the Pastorella, a courtly song, 
a meeting of a knight and a shepherdess, Cervantes, Song of Service, Satirical, and many more. The title of this song is Canve la Lozetta a Mouve, which means When I See the Lark Moving. There are seven stanzas with eight lines in each stanza. We will listen to the first stanza. The overall form is strophic, as each stanza of the poem is sung to the same melody in the Dorian mode. Each line, though, has its own unique phrasing. The technique that we follow today, where our verses have the same music, but the lyrics are changed. What is a little different is in today's music, as we analyze songs, you see that the melody is repeated quite a bit. Here, the music is through composed, which means each line has different music, with some small exceptions, of course. Modal music comes down to us from ancient Greece, and it was used throughout the Middle Ages, and then replaced by our system of major and minor scales and keys. At the end of the 19th century and early 20th century, composers such as Claude Debussy and Maurice Ravel, in the impressionistic style of composition, which they did not care for that name. And in fact, Debussy was influenced not so much by the impressionistic school of painting, but more by abstract poetry. In search of new and interesting tonal colors, they started writing modal music. Now the modes, there are seven modes, Ionian, Dorian, Phrygian, Lydian, Mixolydian, Aeolian, and Locrian. And basically, it's a major scale, only the Dorian would be from the second note up to the ninth note. So the Dorian scale would be from D to D, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D. The Phrygian would be from the third note of the scale. Using C as our example, it would be from E to E, and so on through the modes. These modes are extensively used today. For example, the Dorian and the Mixolydian mode are favorites of rock and jazz musicians as they improvise. Songs in the Dorian mode include Wicked Game by Chris Isaac, Oye Como Va, Santana, Evil Way, Santana, So What, Miles Davis, Purple Haze, Jimi Hendrix, Eleanor Rigby, The Beatles, Scarborough Fair, Simon and Garfunkel, Impressions, John Coltrane, and so many more. If you are interested in learning more about these modes and how to write in them, podcasts 28 to 33 deal with all the modes and how to compose songs in them. Okay, now let's listen to this work. translation of what we just heard. When I see the lark beating its wings joyfully against the sun's rays, which then swoons and swoops down, 
because of the joy in its heart. Oh, I feel such jealousy for all those who have the joy of love that I am astonished that my heart does not immediately melt with desire. Now the melody we just heard, the actual melody is a single line notated with nooms. That's the precursor of notes. They were square. They show pitch, but not rhythm. So it's an educated guess as to what rhythm was used to sing these notes. Here I will play five estimates of a single phrase in the Dorian mode. First, I will play the Dorian mode from D to D. Here are five examples of the same phrase with different rhythms, approximating how they might have sounded. In modern transcriptions, they are always in 3-4 time. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. On the recording, you probably noticed that there was an instrumental accompaniment. And in most recordings of this era, you will hear that. But this is only a guess. No music has come down to us about the instruments or what they played. Now, many think it might have been a drone. That's one single note held against. Or maybe a duplication of the melody. Or maybe some rhythmic instruments, which is probably true. However, we only have pictures of instruments while people sang. So we really don't know what they played. The music behind the voice is only conjecture. Many scholars devote their lives to the study of this period and its music. Some of the melodic techniques of the troubadours and trouvères were, one, syllabic with short melismas. A melisma is a group of notes sung to one syllable of the text. We hear that in almost every song written today. Number two, the basic melody was probably ornamented in performance. There are many ways you can embellish a note. In fact, this was very, very popular in the Baroque era from 1600 to 1750. I will play the main note, then I will play a note above it, an auxiliary note, and then back, or one note below it and then back, or a grace note, that's a short note just before the main note, or a trill. Let me give you a few examples. Now, this, of course, was done with their voice, but we hear this every day today. Whenever you hear a soloist, vocal or instrumental, 
constantly embellishing the notes of a chord with non-chord tones, auxiliary notes, passing tones, encircling notes, playing in and out of the notes of the chord. The style might be different, but the technique is very similar. A narrow range for number three, usually a sixth or a seventh. In other words, six notes, seven notes, maybe up to an octave, but not a great range. Think of singers like Mariah Carey with a four octave range, but here it's much more narrow. Number four, the rhythm either free or corresponding to the long and short syllables of the poem. Scholars are not sure. Number five, clear cut. Fairly short phrases in the Trouvere songs especially. Number six, the troubadour melodies were freer, less sectional. Number seven, repetition, many times repeat an opening phrase. And number eight, refrains, recurring lines of text and music. Now the word refrain has two meanings today. Most people take it as another word for chorus, where the chorus repeats the same music and words as opposed to the verse. But a refrain also can be a repeated line or phrase incorporated lyrically and musically at the end of a verse or within the verse. A great example of a refrain is in the song Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty. I did an analysis of that in an earlier podcast. In the first two verses, Tom sings four sentences, and then there's a four-measure instrumental break. But in the third verse, instead of the instrumental break, we hear a refrain. It goes, oh my my, oh hell yes, honey put on that party dress. Buy me a drink, sing me a song, take me as I come, cause I can't stay long. A perfect refrain. In fact, the whole song is constructed so perfectly it's a textbook example of how to write a great song. So in conclusion, the influence on music and history in general by the troubadours and trouvères was verifiably far-reaching. They were the first to compose a substantial, systematically formed body of work in the vernacular. This certainly added to the eventual easing of the church's stifling grip on cultural and educational advancement for men and women not just a select few. Their imaginative construction of poetic forms and themes influenced literature throughout the world for a thousand years. The use of the refrain and the strophic pattern gave the popular song a form which is still in use today. However, probably the most far-reaching effect was caused by their obsession with the highest ideals, honor, pure love, bravery, loyalty, religious beliefs, and all that is best in man. For through their compositions, these beliefs were carried throughout the world and changed the lives of countless people to this day. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you next time. Take care. Joe.